Welcome to Tramlines, a podcast from Agri. I'm your host, Tony Smith, putting your questions to the experts. In this episode, we're talking to Agri's Jim Carswell, R&D manager in the north, and Peter Southwell, farming on the south of the Yorkshire Wolds. The importance of analysing soil and plant health. Can this approach really make a difference in helping us enhance crop performance? Well, today we're going to ask that key question. So, good morning to you both. Good morning, Tony. Morning, Tony. Good morning to you, and it's great to uh, to revisit analysing uh, plant and soil health again. Uh, Peter, can you paint a picture as to where you farm and what crops you farm? Yes, uh, Tony. We're uh, we're farming uh, on on the south of the Yorkshire Wolds uh, near Martin Wheaton and near Beverley. Uh, we farm uh, a general cereal areas of um, winter wheat, spring barley, spring oats, uh, oilseed bray and vining peas. So Jim, why is leaf tissue analysis important? Obviously, we advise our customers to start off with a broad spectrum soil analysis. And uh, that's very important to know what's actually in the soil. But of course, that doesn't tell you what's available. And clearly, there are factors during the season, uh, too dry, too wet, too bright, too dull, all of those factors can affect the uptake of nutrients in the plants. And of course, soil pH is a huge driver as well. So we think it's very, very important to to monitor what's actually going on in season, because otherwise, how can you optimise your productivity and also optimise nitrogen and nutrient use efficiency? Okay. And uh, Peter, from your perspective, for how long have you been actually, you know, using this technique? Yeah, so we started um, started doing spring leaf analysis about five years ago. And um, we saw that um, we were seeing nutritional deficits in the, in the plants, even though it wasn't showing up on the soil tests. So um, we started applying a bit more nutrition to that. And we've in, basically increased what, how much sampling we're doing as we're seeing, seeing results from it. Yeah. And, and Jim, what, what are the key timings for... Um, leaf tissue analysis? Yeah, for cereals, we advise pre-T0, pre-T1, pre-T2, and depending on uh, the crop productivity, you know, if we're really going to dry these crops, we'd also suggest pre-T3 as well, because we're finding out more and more that having the plants at the optimal nutritional status in that end part of the season is very important in, in final grain fill. Sure. And what are, you, what are you looking for? What are you analysing for? Well, we're, we're analysing for the full spectrum, the 12 macro and micronutrients uh, in the plant. Uh, we will take these samples around 10 to 14 days before this, the sprayer is due to be back in the field. And so we can identify the gaps by getting the analysis back from the labs and then uh, plug the gaps by, by filling the sprayer appropriately next time it's in the, in the crop. Sure. And Peter, do you sample uh, the crops or do you ask your agronomist to do that? Um, you know, and how much time does it take to go out there? If you've got, you're farming 250 hectares, it's a sizable area. Um, tell me a bit about that. Yeah, so um, sometimes uh, my agronomist, uh, my agri-agronomist will, will go out and do it. Sometimes I like to do it myself. So um, it's a good time to be in the, in the field walking the crops and, and you get a good look and feel of a crop as well um it's um 
yes, it is. It is time consuming, but um, when you're doing other things at the same time, walking the crop, it, 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 it's it's fine. So um, yeah, it, it's an enjoyable process. I feel as long as it's not driving with rain. Sure. So you've you've got your analysis, you've got your results, those 12 macro, 12 micro uh, nutrients. You've got that insight. What do you do with that data? On our high pH soils, we tend to know what's likely to be coming up. And it's nice to have that confirmed by the samples. So we're often short of copper, zinc, magnesium, always, potash. So um, we we basically can can fine tune what, what goes in the sprayer with those um, you know first results and, and interestingly listening to you you talked about potash zinc copper it sounds to me as if you know where the likely gaps could be on your farm your saw types with your crops or am i reading too much into your answer well we've built up a picture over the years and and obviously um talking to the agronomists um we're farming similar similar land to other people in the area they know what's like to be sure. Jim's done done loads of research on on what's likely to be be short in these crops, so we do have an idea. But sometimes you'll be a you know surprised. You know you might have a T two showing a, a lack of calcium, for example. And, and we're on we're on the walls. This is this is a soil made of calcium, and yet you see a calcium deficiency. So well, not deficiency, but a, a lower level. So um, you know. It isn't always clear. And Jim, what is the risk to yield if we don't get these nutrient levels right in the crop? Yeah, it's it's, a, it's a, how long is a piece of string? Obviously, it depends on the on the nutrient. It depends on the season uh, and and the soil factors. But you know, look at it another way. We did a trial last year with foliar calcium on the on walled land. Uh, and this was three litres of a product called Pandor applied at T2 because we'd taken the, the leaf samples pre, prior to T2, identified the gap. When the sprayer is going back through the crop, we put the three litres of Pandor in the, in the tank and we got a yield response of 0.24 tonnes a hectare. We increased the NUE of the crop and we had a positive economic response to that input as well. So there's a real case of, of this approach, you know, producing the goods. And how does leaf tissue analysis fit alongside soil analysis? We, we sample the soil in, in autumn time um, because that obviously from the, those results that can we can produce a plan um, for what we're going to do. And, and really that, that is still the key um, uh, time for, for building a plan, getting those broad spectrum soil analysis. What we're doing with the leaf analysis in season is fine-tuning that plan because with the soil analysis it tells us what's there it doesn't necessarily tell us what's available so you can have a soil with lots of calcium but as we've just said by putting on foliar calcium we've got a 0.24 ton a hectare yield response so it's it's not easy it's very very complex all the interactions that are going on and then that's in the soil and on top of that you have the weather factors as well which can influence um, how that crop will behave and Jim, here on Tramlines last time, you talked about how the number of farms adopting this technique was increasing. Is that still an upward trend? Yes, I believe there is a definite movement towards more understanding and, and taking notice of, of crop nutrition in the field. My gut feeling is more 
farmers and agronomists are, are actually doing it. I think we touched on earlier that it, is a, it can be time consuming, but on the other hand, you know, if, if you don't put the effort in, you know, are you actually getting the best out of your crops at the end of the day? Yeah. And you've been using this approach in your trials for some time now, haven't you? Well, does this help us build some resilience into our crop production? I think so. I think it's more on a on a season by season basis because remember the, the leaf analysis is just a snapshot in time of that crop. Uh, with resilience, I think we're we're looking at that in in uh, in a different way in terms of adding more organic matter to the soil, uh, looking at soil structure, and and that that is your kind of in my view the, the base for building resilience over time. Sure, and, and Peter, um, if I can come to you. You talked at the beginning of this podcast about enhancing crop performance. How does this, as a farmer looking to produce, you know, profitable crops, how does this technique help you on your farm? Well, it's difficult for me to to quantify whether it's actually had a, a huge effect. What I would say is some of our fields are, are very thin over chalk, very uh, lightish soil, really. And I, and I feel that taking taking this nutritional approach has, has brought up the average to to better the better land so um it, it's, de- it's definitely enhanced the farm performance so what, what you just said there if i understood it correctly was that on your poorer performing fields traditionally the poorer performing fields you're lifting their performance up to the, the better farm average Definitely, yes, definitely. We, we farm two blocks of land and, and one is substantially better performing land than the other. But we've seen in the last few years since we've adopted this approach, the thinner soils behaving, you know, much more like the, the better soils. So that, that's quite a, a, a fantastic achievement out of adopting this approach uh, and learning from Jim's trials work that he's, he's been doing there on the Agri-Eye farm. How is it fundamentally helping your business? At the end of the day, it's all about the bottom line. And these tests are not expensive and the nutritional um, products are not expensive. It's just about fine tuning what the soil needs. Um, And, you know, if we can get the whole farm working to that higher level of performance, then then the answer's in the the bottom line. Yeah. And Jim, let's move now on to that grain sampling as a, as a check and helping with the forward planning. Uh, tell us a bit about exactly what you're looking for when you sample uh, grain at the end of the season. So grain analysis is, is, a, is a really the last piece of the jigsaw. It's relatively new, but it's a, it's a key part, in my view, of the overall nutrition approach that farmers and growers should be taking on farm. What it does is it really is a great telltale of what you've done right in terms of your nutrition programs and also what you've done wrong. So, for example, if you take phosphate, phosphate is, is the, the levels in, in grain at 0.32% is generally viewed as, as that is the figure. So if you're above that or below that, you're either putting on too much or too little phosphate. But of course, there's other interactions going on in the soil. And uh, again, you'll have calcium soils like Peter has on the walls there. All that can interfere with the availability of that phosphate, even though the soil analysis shows that the phosphate might be okay. So grain analysis is is absolutely critical in my view, just as the final piece of the jigsaw to show how the crops have done in terms of the nutrition program 
but also we can use that information for helping plan the next season of nutritional. Yeah, and Peter, from the, the, the farm on farm perspective, um, how useful has that grain analysis been for you? Yeah, well, we found the um, the grain analysis to be that missing piece of the jigsaw. And Peter, using this analysis, what decisions have you made on farm that has made a real difference? Yeah, so um, fertilizer is a very uh, expensive product, and so, for example, phosphates, it's very difficult on the walls to put large amounts of phosphate on that's actually going to cause enough in the grain because of the way it gets locked up in the soil. So whilst we do put um, compost and, and digestates and things on, you know, to, to increase the phosphate levels, uh, we are actually finding to feed the, feed the crop um, through the through foliar treatment to actually be a better way of doing it. In, in the long term. And Jim, for how long have you been looking at this approach of using tissue analysis to aid improvements in crop productivity? We've been looking at crop nutrition for the last five years, but we are spending more and more time and investment in nutrition trials in the more recent seasons. So how can farmers learn more about this approach? I think it would be great if, if more and more farmers you know, did adopt this approach. And what we would suggest is just come along to the iFarm meetings. We have meetings in the north in May. We will be focusing in on oilseed rape nutrition ahead of those important uh, pre-flowering sprays. But in the summer, we have a whole series of uh, iFarm events throughout the region. And uh, please come along and uh, talk to us at those meetings. And that's great advice, Jim, echoed by other participants here on Tramlines. Amy Watkins talks about sharing farm experiences when it comes to learning about regen agriculture and reaching net zero. And here on Tramlines, other podcasts that you may also find of interest where experts and farmers alike are sharing their on-farm experiences, including boosting bugs in soils, using soil health to build farm resilience and productivity, and digging into organic matter all titles that are proving popular in helping farmers move towards better productivity. So Jim, is it that important that we share our farm experiences with each other in order to move forward when it comes to crop productivity and resilience? Absolutely. Everybody has their own experiences and, and you know, we, we all know about the early adopters and, and perhaps those that are, you know, a bit slower to take up this, this approach. But in my view, there is a clear you know, wave of, of information out there which is showing more and more the importance of targeted, precise crop nutrition. And one of the ways of doing this is, is of course, the leaf analysis in season. And Jim, taking that leaf analysis through to what is the benefit in actual yield? Well, what are the results that you've seen in your trials? And can we quantify quite precisely what the benefits are. Um, what are your thoughts? We've, we've seen yield improvements of, of up to 0.6 or so tonnes a hectare in winter wheat, uh, with barley around about uh, 0.48, uh, 0.5 tonnes a hectare, and with winter also great, around about a third of a tonne more. Peter, you talked about that uplift in performance on some of the poorer performing areas of your farm. Give us an, an idea of what sort of uplift you've seen, what enhancement in productivity you've seen on those fields. 
Um, yeah, it, it's very difficult on um, because we're not doing replicated trials on these uh, these fields. But on a year-on-year -year basis, I would I would put a figure of about half a ton hectare um, from from doing this nutritional-based approach. You talked of half a ton a hectare uplifting yield year on year. As a result of this plant tissue analysis, combining it with a soil analysis, grain analysis, that's quite a result, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're, um, you know, we're always trying to, to push the crops forward. And, um, you know, we do push the crops quite hard. Um, so, yeah, but, but we, we need to do this, um, this fine tuning to get that. And, you know, to bring this podcast together, there's some really good elements here, which I, I think are, are very, very interesting and, and show a, a really good way forwards in terms of enhancing that, that farm performance. But, um, Jim, maybe we can come to you first. What would be your call to action, your top tips that you would urge the listeners today to maybe go out and think about? So it's down to really, I think, a so what moment. And I'm a great believer in this approach of the broad spectrum analysis following by, followed by the leaf analysis, followed by the grain analysis. And we know it works because from our iFarm demonstrations last year, for example, by taking this so-called tailored nutrition approach, we achieved a, a yield response of around 0.61 tonnes a hectare across a number of winter wheat varieties with winter all-seed rape, 0.29 tonnes a hectare, winter barley, 0.41 tonnes a hectare, and spring barley about 0.48 tonnes a hectare last year. And these were economic responses when we costed the, the, the programmes out as well. So clearly there is an advantage to the bottom line by taking this approach. Yes, it involves time by taking samples, but as Peter alluded to earlier, you know, if you don't want to do it yourself, ask your agronomist. So my bottom line to all this is, you know, know what's under your feet, do the soil analysis, find out what's there, but it is absolutely essential, in my view, to do the leaf analysis uh, to just keep that um, that that nutrition uh, on on the radar, so that we know that those crops will perform uh, to their optimal ability. Great, and, and and Peter, from your perspective as a farmer, what would you encourage other farmers listening today to? take on board from this podcast what do you think could help their farm business well i would say if they haven't tried this technique before just try it take take one field that's representative do a, a sample say t t1 t0 see what's low apply the nutrition to to make that up and then at the end of the season take a grain sample and see if they've had an effect if you could do a control on another field that you haven't done and see see what the difference is you'll probably find that it's uh, you know performed a lot better well thank you jim and peter for a very interesting podcast indeed showing how soil plant and grain analysis could perhaps help achieve optimum crop productivity across your farm and do listen to jim's previous podcast the importance of analyzing soil and plant health that's it for this podcast, but do tune in again as we meet the experts throughout the season, exploring the many immediate and longer-term questions for growers and farmers in the UK. If you have any questions that you'd like us to ask the experts, email info at agri.co.uk. See you next time.